Hello and welcome to the Switching to Plan B podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Jumbo. And today we'll be reviewing the Formula One Rolex Grand Premio del Made in Italy e del Emilia Romagna 2022 Grand Prix. Tires are okay for Plan B. That's very impressive. <laughs> you think so? I, I wouldn't have got that in one take. I mean, it's been sold, what, three times this Grand Prix? I know, it's crazy. crazy so we've got name. Rolex. They're made in Italy. Is that two? Made yeah, in no, Italy. It's twice, isn't it? Anyway, th- that's irrelevant. But it is a, it's a crazy title for this Grand Prix, It is isn't a crazy it? title. So we thought we'd say it all. Um, so this is a sprint weekend. Yeah, we totally forgot, didn't we? Yeah. Totally forgot that it was spring weekend. And uh, so we had qualifying on Friday. We um, did. But... I was at work, um, so missed most of it. So I thought you can start us off by giving a bit of a review of what happened. Okay, I'll do my best. So it was very wet. Well, changeable conditions, everyone. So half dry, half wet. Um, resulted in five, I believe, five red flags over the course of the three sessions. Um, starting off with Alex Albon having a brake issue. Very similar to Nicholas Latifi's one he had in testing in Bahrain, where it mm-hmm. sort of blew up the tyre. Um, so he didn't set a lap, so he was dead last. Um, and going out in Q1 as well was Ocon, who I think had a gearbox problem, uh, Latifi, who probably just a little bit slow, and both Alpha Tauris, um, which was quite interesting, both of them out in Q1. Yeah. Um, Q2 saw uh, Carlos Sainz spin, our fave, spun out. I know. Um, which was a bit of a shame. And it was sort of in this crossover period. No, it wasn't. It was still a little bit dry. But anyway, he just sort of missed it a little bit, put it in the wall, um, and that was his qualifying over. But luckily... He was just inside the top 10 before that happened because then it started raining. So no one else went quicker, which resulted in both Mercedes going out, which was a bit of a shock. Mick Schumacher, uh, Zhou, and Lance Stroll. So that was the next five that went out. And then in Q3, obviously no science because he's already crashed out at that point. Um, but we had Verstappen put it on pole, Leclerc P2 and Norris P3, which was a big surprise, I mm, thought. Yeah. Um, he's always quite good in changeable conditions. So is, maybe yeah. not that big of a surprise, but even bigger surprise, I thought was uh, the P4 for Kevin Magnussen, which was the highest uh, qualifying position for a hash driver ever. Yeah, that is, the Haas has looked so much better this year, though. Mm. Yeah, imagine us recording this last year. We'd have been like, yeah, no way. Are they no qualifying way, yeah. P4? Um, Alonso P5, not a bad result. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricardo P6, Perez P7. That is not ideal. Um, I don't know if he actually had any problems at all, but yeah. He's not strong in qualifying that, that is, is he I, that's definitely not his strong suit um i agree with that uh bottas p8 solid uh vettel p9 yeah i did predict that he was going to get some points this he week did. and uh he's done well there mm. because um i don't think that aston's got that much pace um no there are better cars obviously yeah yeah and then obviously science is p10 but yeah so that was qualifying so you, i feel like i did quite a good roundup there for you yeah give us a good summary to go into sprint so it started with uh, Verstappen and, yeah, I think it was just Verstappen didn't have a good start, which meant Leclerc got ahead, um, stayed ahead until the second to last lap, um, Verstappen winning the race. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of coming, wasn't it? I think with... Um, he was getting closer and closer. And that Ferrari definitely is quite hard on its tyres. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the main reason why the he managed to get... just didn't... Last the 20 laps. As soon as Verstappen got past, Leclerc just couldn't stay with him. He dropped yeah. well off. So and that's it, a bit of a shame. It's always, yeah, it's a bit of a shame because Leclerc had been winning it for the whole time, uh, leading the races. 
always a bit annoying at the end just to get overtaken. And in case you missed it, the Tafosi was there this weekend. They mentioned Tafosi so much this weekend. I could uh, see yeah. you were getting so annoyed by it. Uh, because it's not it's not just the F1 fans there. Um and Tafosi are like the hardcore F1 fans. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't um say the F1 fans, you know? Mm. So it's a bit like it's their new They've moved on from Mega to Tifosi, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And I, I totally agree with that because there, there would have been loads of Max fans there. There would have been Alpha Tauri fans there because Alpha Tauri is actually closer than Ferrari is to that track yeah, as well. Yeah. So it's there, like, was, there was Alpha Tauri flags. Yeah, you did see them in the crowd. Around, so yeah. a little bit annoying about that because I always think Monza's more Tifosi. Like when we go to Monza, you'll see them. They're the really rowdy crowd. So yeah. um, no offense to the Italians, they're all the Tifosi. I just thought it's funny that it was like the the word of the Grand Prix. It was, it was. Yeah. Um, They love it. Um We've got Perez P3, which was uh, really good, seen as he started P7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like you said, the qualifying is not necessarily his strong no. suit. So definitely as soon as getting to race trim, yeah. his race pace isn't too bad. And I think uh, having a sprint race every week would really help out Perez. It would, yeah, for qualifying. <laughs> it, would, it would help him out loads. Um, then we've got Sainz, uh, started P10, managed to go up all the way to P, to fourth which is also solid, solid race for Steins. Yeah. You, Best you that he could have done, I think. I think so. I think the top three, obviously the Red Bulls and his teammate in that other Ferrari, that's just a Ferrari, just going to be miles away. So I think that's probably the best he could do. Yeah. Um, and you kind of would expect that as well, based on how fast that Ferrari's been. Yeah. And then we've got another strong race for McLaren, P5 and P6. Bottas, P7. I don't think much happened with Bottas. Uh, just, just there. Just there. Kept himself to himself. K-Mag bringing the last of the points at P8. Oh, we've got to mention that. Yeah. So uh, how do you explain it? It, it? it kind of goes the reverse order, doesn't it? Mm. Eight points for P1, one point for uh, P8. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I, I was trying to think of a better way to describe that. And I just couldn't think of, it's almost like a sliding scale. Yeah. So a bit like the, is it the nine, nine times table? Yes. The nine times table. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but it, you're bang on with that. It goes the other way. So like, you know, um, <laughs> it goes like 45 and then 54, 63. We don't need to. I don't we know why. Don't we, to if you know the nine times table, I never thought I'd be saying this on this podcast. You'll understand what we mean. And if you don't, I'm really sorry that we've just confused you even more. <laughs> but that's basically what happens. The point system is just, it goes the opposite way. So K-Mag managed to get a point. Yeah. For being eighth. And obviously Verstappen got eight points for being first. Yes. That was hard work, wasn't it? Yeah, it shouldn't have been that hard. So I think the last thing to mention about the sprint race is uh, Joe and Gasly came together, uh, which ended up in Joe starting from the pit lane in the race. Yeah. Because uh, it looked like a nothing accident, but they just sort of... Uh, to be honest, I think it's more of a rookie mistake from Joe. I don't know where he was kind of... Expecting he wasn't, yeah, to go. Yeah, he, and he just kind of thought Gazzy was going to go disappear. Move out reason. the way yeah. somehow. Um, yeah. It, and then he it was up, a bit silly. He ended up damaging his car quite bad. So, um, yeah. Okay, so I think that was everything for the sprint race. Uh, moving on to the Grand Prix. Yeah, we don't need to do the whole sponsors again. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's not say the name. Um, but this time, Verstappen learned his lesson from the sprint race and had a really good start uh, along with Perez. They both got P1 and P2 on the first lap. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a great start from Leclerc, was it? No. Both Leclerc and Sainz, you saw the two of them just did not get a good start, which meant Norris got ahead. Yeah, I think 
after the race, Horner said that, that actually starting on, I assume, was it the left-hand side, I think it was, of the grid. Um, the side that the, uh, the Red Bulls the were Red on, Bulls they got a lot on. more grip. Obviously, we've got to mention that it was a bit of a damp start as well. They're on the Inters. Yep, Inters. Um, going back to Ferrari losing their places to Norris, um, close behind was Ricardo, mm. which who lost the car a little bit and went into signs. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, it was just... Uh, th- he was talking about it afterwards, Ricardo, and I think it's just one of those ones where... It, it was it, for me. It's more Ricardo's mistake. He kind of hits yeah. the, the white line and slides, almost aquaplanes, and he's kind of out of control and sort of hits the back of Science's car, spins him around, and then. And I mean, Bottas also hits the back of Ricardo, which I think makes it worse for Ricardo making that mistake. Like Bottas yeah. wasn't expecting it, or I, I don't know. It kind it. I I feel like it looks like it. Then Ricardo then pushes into Signs more. Yeah, because of that. So, and with it being gravel, Sainz yeah. is beached for the third time in two races. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Luckily for Ricardo, he managed to get out, um, but it wasn't a very good race for him altogether. No, um, I think he started. He, he finished in like P eighteen. You've got to feel sorry for Sainz, though. I like. Yeah, we're we're big fans of him here, but um, I just like you know everyone's going. Oh, you know, he signed a new two year contract and all that. A lot of buzz around it, and then. Um, don't know, just that spinning qualifying as well on top of this. And it's yeah. just like, ah, oh, I just feel like... He, he did prove himself in the in the sprint race, though. I think he's really good. I think a lot of people were making out, like, they're saying he needs to prove himself a little bit on Sky. And I was thinking, does he? He beat Leclerc last, last year. year yeah. And he's beaten Lando the two seasons at McLaren. They're making out as if this is his first year at Ferrari. He um, was there last year. And yeah. he, he did he did a solid result. So I think, you know, the car still, he, feel, he felt like the car wasn't as, as good as he would want it to be at the beginning. So he, he's had a bit of a slower start than Leclerc. But I'm sure soon, once he gets like the ground running, he'll, he'll be up there with him. I, I totally think so. And I think that is a long season to go. Yeah. And I just think that's you another know, thing that I think that the media are kind of forgetting. Uh, they keep going. I've got 19 races to go. Yeah, and they're going this whole year. This person has done great, and you're like, it's been four races, yeah. guys. <laughs> um, so then Mick, I'm not really sure what happened. No, do you know? What? I, was just, I was thinking that when you're about to say it because it was almost like he spun by himself at the same time that Ricardo and Science had their moment on turn. Yeah. I was going to say turn one. It's kind of like turn two. The chicane at turn one. Um, yeah, Mick kind of spun by himself, and I think he he, he did touch Alonso, um, which is what led to that huge hole yeah. developing in the side of his car. Like yeah. that was massive. Um, and unfortunately for Alonso and me, if we can get personal about this, he was in my fantasy team, and it's another DNF. Yeah, like, I'm just having a terrible time with this at the moment. You I had, had both signs, yeah, and, and Alonso. Alonso yeah. In it. Yeah. <laughs> by the end of like was it lap four or something, they were both out, and I was like fantastic yeah fantasy team and obviously that's not the biggest concern i just feel a bit sorry for both spanish drivers there like they're kind of sitting ducks yeah it's just unlucky they're, they're a lot better than than the results they're getting recently mm. um so then we move on to there's been it wasn't a lot of overtaking a lot of exciting races but there was a little bit of a fight between um i want to say k mag and russell yeah um and later Bottas looked like he was getting in as well yeah um and then at the end closer to the end of the race 
Bottas chasing Russell was also quite interesting. Yeah, that was. Uh, and they'll make it out very personal. And I feel like... As if the two of them have some kind of rivalry because of the crash last year. I do understand it to a certain extent. And like maybe Bottas... Maybe there is a little bit Bottas might want to have got one up on them. But like, I also feel like it was Bottas' decision to kind of leave as well. Like he left before yeah. they kind of kicked him out, if you see it that way. But he, he looks much better in an Alfa Romeo. And I think we're starting to realise how good Bottas was and in fact how good Lewis Hamilton is to make Bottas look like a, a wingman because in that Alfa Romeo, he looks rapid. Yeah. Like, he looks really quick. Yeah. Bottas is a good driver. Um, and we knew that when he was at his Williams, when he, when he was driving for Williams back in the day. So Yeah. It's just that when, you've, when you're under the sh- shade of Lewis Hamilton, um, it doesn't really get noticed. Um, Sonoda and Vettel are the next big points and the reason they're big points is because (laughs) we're a bit smug here we predicted that Vettel was going to be for points which Aston Martin have been terrible they've been really bad I was I said I said last week I would be amazed I know and I am amazed and it's not just points it was like P8 or something yeah because Sonoda was P7 and I said top six and he was there which we'll get on to what happened but he was there and then he just he just didn't get it. He just didn't get it. But so it was so, quite good predictions. It was. I was very impressed yeah. with ourselves there. <laughs> if, if you can say that. But seriously, though, I think that I was very shocked by that Aston. Vettel looked, bear in mind how bad it was in Australia for them. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't just Vettel's. Stroll got points as well today. Yeah. Which yeah. was impressive. Aston Martin just looked a lot better than they have been. But they looked more racy as well. Like Stroll was getting a bit... Uh, elbows out a little bit trying to get past one I think it was a Gasly possibly or no, it was Sonoda earlier on he got, it didn't yeah, quite happen yeah, um, yeah but at least they looked like they could go racing when it was like all the spraying on yeah. the sides yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think um, it's good another interesting point on today's race was the DRS was not on for probably half the race yeah it was around lap 33 or something like so yeah. yeah just over halfway the main the main factor was because obviously it was a wet race um, from the beginning. Mm. The drivers had already pitted and changed it to um, slick tires. Slick tires. tires. I think most people were on mediums. Yeah. So. And there was a dry line because obviously yeah. you, the slicks don't really work on a wet or damp or greasy surface. So there has no. to be a dry line. So yeah. the fact that they didn't have DRS, I think a lot of people were like, why not? But actually, you mentioned this, so I can't take credit. And then I think, was it Science mentioned this as well in an interview afterwards? Yeah. That it was offline, that it was still greasy and it's still wet. Yeah. So you'd have to go offline to overtake someone. And as they saw last year with Russell and Bottas, that's going to be one big accident. Exactly. Again. The reason I mentioned it was because we saw Stroll put in his elbows out, as you said, um, and he was trying to get around on a not dry line. And you saw all the spray. Yeah. And I thought, oh, there's still a lot of water and, on yeah. that track. And so it, it makes sense. that control of the car. Because you could see the car getting yeah. a bit out of shape as well. So, so I guess what they wanted was, because you know when you have to overtake with a DRS, you have to move around the car. So they will probably want, didn't want you to try and overtake because that line wasn't there. But it gets even worse than that because you're reducing the drag. So you've got even less downforce. So you've got even less grip. Yeah. So even if it is really slippy, you like... Yeah, it could have ended up in a massive accident again. So I, I think the other thing that they mentioned in commentary is that a lot of people don't want DRS. And I think, was this maybe a little bit of a test? I don't think it was. Mm. They're much more on the safety side of stuff. Yeah, I think it's um, more safety. But it was in, an interesting pilot if you 
think of it that way. But it didn't work. And the other thing I just want to, before I go into this next section, I just want to say that they seem very quick sometimes to put our red flag in qualifying. And then sometimes they're really slow to do a safety car in a race. And then sometimes they're really, like they're not very consistent with the safety, right. like quickness of decisions. Some of them, like you can tell that's going to be a safety car because science is beached in there and it's basically in the gravel trap that's close to the track. So it needs to be a safety car quite quick. I don't know why it took half like a lap when, extra to do that. Uh, when did KMAG go into the gravel and manage to get back out? Was that last race? No, that was that was qualifying. That was qualifying. Yeah, okay, so the last that little bit that I saw quick for the red for the red flag. Yeah, he was still. You could see that he was still moving the car, and they put a red flag. And then other times when Bottas, I think they they waited for him to get out of the car before they did the red flag. Yeah, so, so yeah, it was. Yeah, it, I agree with that. It's a bit strange. I, I mean, you know, they're still getting used to their new roles and stuff. So I assume he'll get better, but. Yeah, just, um, it's still not quite a smooth operation. No. Um, but going back to the DRS, um, once the DRS did open, it didn't matter either because the DRS train was full, in full flow, let's say. Yeah, ev everyone was kind of following each other. So the DRS was helping everyone along. So they were just doing the same and I, thing. I, I, I was thinking about this. I don't, I don't, sometimes I think we go to tracks. I love Imola. I think it's a great track and I prefer the old classic tracks. But sometimes I'm like, some tracks, you, you just, there's one overtaking zone in Imola really because these cars are so fat and wide that you can't really do much. So even if you do have DRS, sometimes it just doesn't work anyway. Like, yeah, you know, and maybe it's more of a strategy thing that you're going to get it. But I don't know. I just feel like sometimes some tracks just don't work, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we've got these new cars that can follow, but it's still was very difficult for cars to get past today. Yeah, but they were just following. That's all they were doing. Yeah. Because everyone was benefiting from... Uh, uh, there was a big DRS train, wasn't there? Um, Went all the way back to Lewis in P14. Yeah. Um, whose car was definitely quicker. This is what I mean. His car was definitely quicker, but he just couldn't use that pace because he no. couldn't get past. No. But you did see that it was quicker, but not enough, if that makes sense. Because then we've got... The next topic, Leclerc, he was pushing too much yeah. to get to Perez, spun, mm. and got all the way down to, I want to say P8? P8 or 9, wasn't P8 it? P8 or 9. Mm. He managed to still make up point uh, spaces, so he still managed to use that DRS to his advantage because uh, his car yeah. was a lot quicker than the ones that he was overtaking. Yeah, but I don't know if he was, that was, I think that was just before the DRS train. Does that make sense? Because I wonder right. if he was in the DRS train, okay, if he would have okay. done it. Probably because that Ferrari is so much quicker than yeah, everything else. I think so. Yeah. Um, well, that and the Red Bull are, are very quick. So I do wonder if actually maybe Mercedes isn't that much quicker than the other cars. It definitely seemed like it was quicker. Russell maybe keeps they... saying that it isn't, but they've just been lucky. And you mm. just think, oh, he's just being humble. But maybe he's not. Maybe. It's difficult, isn't it? Until yeah. we, you can't really get that much of a pattern. It's only been four races. Um, but going back to Leclerc, I, it definitely was a greedy thing, wasn't it? I just think he did. He did say that at the end as well. I think he he should he it came was in, all he should have got, and he should have been happy to to get that because that was better than what he did get, which was P six. Yeah, but I, I was going to say is that he obviously I think he needed to stop because the tire deck on that Ferrari seemed higher than the Red Bulls. Yeah. Um. So he did come in, probably went for a fastest lap, but the Red Bulls just countered it and just did exactly the same thing. Yeah. And then. Yeah, he, he just pushed it too much. Like, I just I'm not sure he was happy with the softs. He did say we should have gone with the mediums. Mm. Um, 
So maybe he was just struggling a little bit with the softs as well. Could have been a combination of things. Maybe, but also that even when he had DRS and he still couldn't get past Checo because that red ball is so fast in a yeah. straight line. Yeah. So I do think it's almost going to be a bit of a cat and mouse between these two Yeah. throughout the season, I think. Not just Checo and Leclerc. I mean, Ferrari and Red Bull, but they've got different sort of strengths. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think And the, the odd random Norris and whoever else can get up there will be interesting. Yeah. But I think just final point on Leclerc, I just think that it's crazy to think that he's still got a 27 point lead, I think. I know. And he's got the most podiums as well. Yeah. So he, he made a mistake, but it just shows you how he, how far ahead he, he's been. Yeah. And it still is. He could still not have a DNF next week and still be leading the championship. Yeah. He he um, just, he started the, the season really strong. Um, and hopefully today's setback will just be a, a blip and he'll he'll be back next week. Next, yeah. uh, two weeks two weeks yeah. two weeks which is Miami isn't it yeah so we had Max Verstappen P1 uh, Sergio Perez P2 they did their little funny walking in together yeah like uh, best mates almost yeah. isn't it um, which felt like he was a little bit milking it but it was it was quite nice and then Lando P3 you gotta love Lando P3 he had such a good race he did he was kind all, of but... on his own the whole race to be fair he did like uh was it like um max in 2019 or 2020 i think where he wasn't close enough to the mercedes but just sort of in his own land yeah. sort of thing and russell's Asking had a few his, of those uh, his uh, engineer if he's had enough water yeah and russell's <laughs> had a few of those this season as well so yeah yeah do you know the thing the big thing is that mclaren looks so bad and we said it on this pod they look so bad after the first two races but the last two they've come right back yeah but they did look really good in testing in Barcelona. Mm. So one of the things that um, Norris was saying was that it was track specific. dependent, yeah. track specific. Yeah. So just wondering whether like European setting is better for them. Maybe. I mean, it was very cold today in terms of track temperatures and stuff like that. So yeah. maybe that would help. With Which it would have been similar to probably what Barcelona it was like in Barcelona. At the time, yeah. yeah. Um, and I do think that break issue, I think might have just marge everyone's sort of oh no they're, they're actually all right but that brake issue just caused so many problems for them they just yeah. couldn't get the performance out of the car yeah which i think is what a lot of teams going back to what i said earlier i think a lot of teams there's there's one or two things that are just hindering them and then once they hook those up yeah a bit like aston this weekend something changed it mm -hmm. must have done yeah because vettel went from riding a scooter last week to getting points yeah yeah it, it was also vettel's first week last week so I know, I know, I get that, but he's a four-time world champion, Robin. Like, yeah. You know. All right, so I'll do the rest of the grid. So Russell P4, solid mm -hmm. result. Uh, Bottas P5, not far behind Russell in the end. I think it was six tenths. He was really closing him we down. We thought he might get him, yeah. Uh, Leclerc P6, that's going to that's gonna be a bit, bit of a kick in the teeth for yeah, the Ferrari fans. Yeah, disappointed. Uh, Sonoda P7, I'm still chuffed with that. Yeah. yeah that was good. That's like Sonoda's best, surely. Uh, this season, yeah. yeah. Six points for him. Vettel, eighth with four points. Again, great result. K-Mag, nine. Again, great result. Yeah. You know, two points for him. And then Stroll rounding out the top 10. So Aston picked up, what's that? Five points. Yeah. Pretty good. Solid weekend for them. Albon, P11. He's looking more and more comfortable in yeah. that. I yeah. did notice the Williams have changed their livery slightly. A bit more carbon fiber. Yeah, I think, was it Ted who was saying that they think it's because of uh, trying to lose some weight? Well, yeah, I I did know that the paint's obviously going to be some weight, but I didn't know if it would be that That heavy. made it that difference. No, I didn't think so either, but I guess I, every little thing. 
Yeah, helps. like Tesco's. Yeah, yeah. Really helps. Other <laughs> other supermarkets are available in the UK. But um, <laughs> what I was going to say is that I did know that when McLaren had their Chrome paint from when Lewis was there with the Vodafone McLaren that they had, they, that was really heavy to start off with. So they had to work away how to make it lighter. So I don't know if it's like they've just got a heavy paint or something. Oh, right. I don't know, okay. but a lot of the cars are overweight. So maybe that's just how they're trying to get the weight down. That's yeah. quite extreme, though, to leave it basically just naked carbon fiber. Yeah, but I mean, they are last. You need to do something. Yeah, I mean, Albon's definitely getting the most out of that car. He is, yeah. Um, Gasly P12, tough weekend for tough Gasly. Weekend. He didn't look on it at all, really. I have him in my F1 fantasy, oh. yeah. Well, it can't be as bad as mine, to be honest. <laughs> no. Um, Hamilton 13th in the end. I think that's the worst result Hamilton's had for a long time. Yeah, yeah. He would definitely come back. It made me laugh as well. They're talking about, oh, you know, Max lapping Lewis and stuff and all that. I was thinking, I don't think either driver cares at this point. It's not like they're battling no, for a title. No, they're not battling. And I think they need to let it go. Let let that, that was last year's rivalry. That's not this year's rivalry. Yeah. It's, it's not relatable no i feel like that was the media just doing their usual stirring things. stirring the yeah, pot yeah um ocon again he had a tough weekend bear in mind how good he was in the first three races to finish yeah. 14th this weekend that's going to be a bit of a, a shame for him uh joe 15th again i just feel like bottas is really sort of handing it to him now mm. and joe kind of looks a little not how it's depth i wouldn't say but he he doesn't look on the pace no i mean he did start on the pit lane so it would have been a tough, tough weekend to try and get something. But yeah, he's he's a bit like two steps behind Bottas, I think. Mm. And obviously he's a rookie, so you give him a little bit of leeway. Yeah. If we come towards the middle of the season and he's still there and he's still not really proved himself enough, I think some people might be like, is he worth that seat? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Bear in mind, you know, as we've said multiple times, some of the drives that are on the sidelines this year, can you really afford to be leaving them on the sidelines? Yeah, like man too. Man 2, yeah. Nick De Vries. I still can't believe that. That's out of order. F2 champion and a Formula E champion. Netflix sees him as a Man 2. Man 2, yeah. Uh, Latifi P16. Not a terrible weekend, but bearing in mind that Schumacher had a spin and finished 17th and Ricardo had a shocking race, taking out signs. Well, I say taking out, but collision with signs and it was basically just driving around, just collecting data in P18. Latifi really was... The last of the normal runners, I would say. Right, really. yeah. Yeah, bless him. He is normally last. Bear in mind, Albon was 11th. Um, I just feel like, I don't know. Latifi needs to do a bit more, I think. Yeah, I've, I've, it sounds stupid, but I feel like he was closer to Russell than he was to Albon. Would you agree with that? Yeah, but I don't, yeah. It's a tough one because the cars have changed as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know how, yeah. But the fact that Latifi's been there, this is the third season, Alvin's coming in. Yes, I know Alvin's had more experience. You know, he's been with the top team. He's a Red Bull driver. But still, to come into a team and be doing that much better than Latifi is quite a, yeah. quite a thing. And then obviously, the two Spanish drivers in Alonso and Sainz did not finish. And that is the end of the wrap-up. Mm -hmm. So that's everything for today. We'll do our race predictions next week. Yes, for the Miami GP. I yes. don't know if that's got a funny name as well, do you? We'll read it out next week. We'll read it out, yeah. I, I hope that they've sold it loads. The Rolex Grand Prix made in the USA. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. Getting jiggy with it. Miami Vice. Go USA. GP. 
Oh no, you're going a bit ridiculous. Oh, the going GP, just go USA, just too far. Okay, everything else though. No, I think it's just called the Miami Grand Prix. A lot of hype so. around it though, a lot of hype around it. Yeah. It is another street circuit though, so. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, as you said, we'll, we'll do predictions for that next week. Mm -hmm. As always, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are all, we're on all of them, I think, pretty yeah. much. And if you can't find us, we have a website that you can see all the links. And also, check out Instagram. We're now on Instagram. I switch into Plan B. So uh, check that out. Also, you can leave your questions there. Yeah. And um, yeah, we will see you next week. Take care, everyone. See ya. Tires are okay for plan B.